Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Righteous Ruckus Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Lowe. And uh, today, I think I'm going to title this maybe the beginning of everything. I'm going to see see how I feel about that title. Um, so basically, you know, this is going to be a follow-up to uh, or a continuation on the series of apologetics. In other words, things, proof, evidence to defend your faith, essentially. Kind of like I covered truth in uh, in the last episode. Today, I want to kind of cover um, the the thoughts and things about the beginning of everything, right? Um, or at least everything physical um, that we know of. So I'm going to draw a lot on uh, from a it's a debate that uh, Frank Turek and apolog- Christian apologist had with an atheist Christopher Hitchens um, who is uh, has a lot of notoriety in the in the atheist realm but um, I, I want to talk about kind of the, the thought process behind that a lot of people don't even think about this about the beginning of the universe the beginning of everything what you know, what was there before there was anything else. A lot of people don't even think about that. A lot of times, because especially these days, we're, thought, we're taught uh, a lot of people philosophize or whatever, whatever that word is, <laughs> pontificate. We'll go with that word, break my thesaurus out in my brain and go with pontificate about, uh, you know, the multiverse and all sorts of different um, realities and all, all they're doing is they're backing up the beginning to a point to where they can't see it anymore so that they just kind of can they can ignore it they can act like it doesn't exist but the reality is there was a beginning to everything you see around us and um but uh so i'm gonna start off with the bible and then we're gonna get into um that debate is where a lot of this material comes from it's an awesome awesome debate and uh, these things are also found in a book. I'll, I'll rev- uh, talk to you about that. So let's get into it. It's time to get off the church benches and into the trenches. Let's make a righteous ruckus. All right. So <clears throat> before we get into the meat of things, of course, if you guys could like, subscribe, follow, whatever it is on the thing that you're you're using to listen to this or watch this, um, that would very, very much be appreciated, as well as if you could share this with somebody, I would greatly appreciate that. Of course, if you'd like to uh, help support financially, you can go to givesendgo.com slash support righteous ruckus. And also, I'd love to hear an email from you, your thoughts or anything, either on comments or at right the uh, righteous ruckus podcast at gmail.com so thank you for that um so first off in the beginning we all know if you're a christian you know this book right here describes it as genesis 1 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth right so we know that that is the explanation for what was created in the beginning god created right now, the debate you see around you in the world and what everybody's taught in schools these days and everything else is that, oh, well, there was this, there was this Big Bang, right? The Big Bang Theory. That's out there. There's a, there was even a TV show called The Big Bang Theory. I never did really get into it, but uh, some people said it was a comedy or whatever. So there's a lot. The Big Bang is what a lot of people use to describe the beginning of the universe. Basically, they, they, they say that everything was the, like, 
Everything was infinitely dense and dark, and everything's contained to this single point. So infinite and so dark. Oh my goodness, it's just so tiny. And then boom. It all created, it sprung into existence, right? And then there's even, there's one guy, I don't even remember his name. I have to look it up. There was this one guy that said, he'd proven, he's a mathematician. He said that he'd proven that actually there was nothing that, because that, it defies logic, right? That something came from nothing, right? But that's what they insist. This one guy even said that, yes, he's proven that something came from nothing, and of course, then when he was actually pressed into what is your definition of nothing, he had changed his definition, definition of nothing to mean mathematical points, which is basically his way of escaping the fact that everything was created out of nothing. It's just it's kind of funny to, to, to hear him kind of worm around and try to get around the fact that there was nothing and then there's something. So anyway, <clears throat> this this debate, this was actually a number of years ago. Uh, Christian apologist Frank Turek, he debated atheist Christopher Hitchens. And uh, one during this debate, one of the uh, there's a bunch of arguments that that Frank, you know, argued for. Basically, the, the debate was, is there does God exist? All right. Christopher Hitchens was arguing a bunch of different things from the atheist perspective. And Frank Turek was arguing things from the Christian perspective. And one of the arguments that Frank offered for God's existence was the creation of this fine-tuned universe that came out of nothing. You know, the universe, uh, we got all these laws of physics, right? Gravity is a certain set um, value and, you know, the speed of light is a certain set value. None of those things move, they're laws, basically. So, and so he actually gave... um, he used the, the acronym SURGE, um, S-U-R-G-E, to point to the definite beginning of a space-time continuum, okay? And so SURGE stands for, it's an acronym, the S is the second law of thermodynamics, the E, or the, the U is the universe that is expanding, and the R is the radiation afterglow from the Big Bang explosion, the G is the great galaxy seeds in the radiation afterglow. And then the E at the end is Einstein's theory of general relativity. So <clears throat> can't really cover all of that super in-depth in one podcast episode, but I urge you, I'll put a link either in the, in the show notes or the description of this video if you're watching it or whatever. And, or you could email me and ask me for the link if you can't find it. But uh, of the actual debate, uh, it's on YouTube, I believe. And then also a lot of this material is covered in this book right here. If you're watching on video, you can see the picture of it. Um, if you're not um, watching it, it's a book by Norman Geisler and Frank Turek. It's called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. All right. So that's where a lot of this material comes from. That's a great book. Um, I also actually love even more Frank Turek's follow-up book, called stealing from god is after that but that's kind of the book that put frank on the map and uh and everything but it's it's an excellent book i'm referenced many many times it's got all the references and the footnotes and everything for everything that i'm going to be talking about here are in that book so i encourage you if you don't have that book and you're a christian or if you're not a christian i encourage you to get that book so frank uh turek so so I'm going to put the link to the video in there 
I love Frank Turek. He's my favorite Christian apologist. I don't agree with 100% of what he says, but I agree with like 99.999%. And he does a great way. He has a great way of, of describing it all. Anyway, what, what I'm talking about, those, those points, those, those five points of, of surge, S-U-R-G-E, it all points to the fact that the universe began from literally nothing, nothing physical or temporal, you know, there was, you know, we're restricted by time, so it's hard not to use the word time. So at one time or one point or once, there was no time, no space, and no matter at all. There was nothing. There was, or, there was nothing, none of this. No space, time, or matter. It all came um, into existence out of nothing, and it all came into existence very precisely all right, that's that's one of the evidences here. It's not just random; it's very precise. So, <clears throat> actually, um, the, this evidence of all this—you know, there was no space, time, or matter—it actually led an astronomer, uh, Doctor Robert Jastro, who actually, until he he died a number of years back, but he was the director of the the Mount Wilson Observatory that was actually once led by um, Edwin Hubble. You know, the Hubble Space Telescope. And so he authored this book called God and the Astronomers. And so because he saw that space, time, matter all came out of nothing, the Big Bang and all that stuff, right? And so despite revealing in actually the beginning of the book that he was an agnostic about religious matters, in other words, he didn't know if there was a God or anything. He don't know, right? He don't know. And so he doesn't think so because he don't know. And so Dr. Jastro, he reviewed some of the surge evidence and concluded, quote, in his book, he says, now we see how the astronomical evidence leads to a biblical view of the origin of the world. The details differ, but the essential elements in the astronomical and biblical accounts of Genesis are the same. The chain of events leading to man commenced suddenly and sharply at a definite moment in time and a flash of light and energy actually later in an interview dr jastro went even further admitting that quote astronomers now find they have painted themselves into a corner because they have proven by their own methods that the world began abruptly in an act of creation to which you can trace the seeds of every star every planet every living thing in this cosmos and on the earth and they have found that this has ha- that this happened as a product of forces they cannot hope to discover. In other words, they were before space, time, and matter forces. There, um, I, that there are what I or anyone would call supernatural forces at work is now, I think, a scientifically proven fact. End quote. Jastro was not alone in evoking the supernatural explanation at the beginning, although. He didn't like it, right? Um, This other guy didn't like that at all, but um, this guy is a general relativity expert. So you got Einstein's theory of general relativity. This guy's an expert on that theory. This guy's name is Arthur Eddington. He admitted the same when he said, quote, the beginning seems to present insuperable difficulties unless we agree to look on it as frankly supernatural, right? So I actually, um, to get on a side note here, I actually had uh, was talking to a gentleman one time. This guy was talking about. I said, "Well, you know, 
we're talking about we got to talking about the beginning of the universe. You know, these things just come up in random conversations all the time. <laughs> now you got you, sometimes you got to force these conversations to explore what somebody believes here. But uh, this person, they just said the Big Bang. You know, this was in. This is how he described it, which this is how many scientists describe it because it sounds so superfluous, right? Kind of like that word I just used sounds so superfluous. <laughs> Um, he was saying, he said, the, the universe, it was the Big Bang. It was infinite, all this time, space, matter in the universe that we see everywhere was so dense and so dense that no light could escape and nothing could escape. And it was infinitely dense and infinitely compact. And I said, then how did, and I said, and what happened? And he goes, well, then it just expanded into what I said, well, it can't be infinitely dense if it expanded because infinite, you know, that presumes that there is no end to the denseness. If it expanded, then there would be an end to the distance or or the the denseness. So right there, that fell apart. He's like, no, you don't understand. It's infinite. I said, yeah, I understand what infinite means. And you just said that it's not infinite. You said it is finite. And it, we, anyway, went back and forth on that point. But, you know, he failed to explain. You know, I asked him, I said, what did the, what, what's the universe expanding into? What did it, what did it bang into? What, what is that place called? Where is that place? And he's like, well, I don't know. That's right. It's outside of space, time, and matter. It's a place we cannot see. It's supernatural. Everything that we see right now, space, time, matter, that is defined as nature, basically, and all the forces that are in. And so supernatural just means outside of nature. It doesn't necessarily mean God, but it can also mean God. So anyway, so why would these scientists, getting back to this Jastro and uh, Arthur Eddington, why would they admit, despite their own personal um their personal beliefs that there are quote supernatural forces at work. Why couldn't natural forces have produced the universe? Because there was no nature and there were no natural forces prior to the big bang, right? Prior, maybe not time wise, but if you prior to that existing, in other words, saying before it exists, the universe existed and the big bang happened and everything, then there had to be something else, and that is outside nature, like I explained. So, the cause of the universe must be something beyond nature, something we would call supernatural. It also means that the supernatural cause of the universe must be at least, now listen to this, this is describing whatever this, this force, I think it's a being, but this force, this whatever caused the Big Bang to happen, or what they call in the Big Bang, I call it creation, right, well, but whatever caused this Big Bang to happen had to be spaceless because there was no space. So it created space. Timeless because it created time. Immaterial, not made of matter because it created matter. Powerful because it created all this out of nothing. Intelligent because the creation event and the universe was precisely designed. So a mind had to, had to design that purposefully and then personal right personal because this force made a choice to convert a state of nothing into a state of something right impersonal forces if it's not personal then it doesn't make a choice it just is right so this thing made a choice 
So these are several, if, if you were to describe the God of the Bible, you could say it's spaceless, timeless, immaterial, powerful, intelligent, and personal. So these are some attributes that you would use to describe the God of the Bible. Um, we would, you know, we got to go further to prove that Jesus is God in all this line of thinking. But so far, this aligns with the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right. So Frank Turk actually mentioned in this debate as well that other scientists who made Big, Big Bang-related discoveries also conclude that evidence is consistent with the biblical account. Um, there's this gentleman named Robert Wilson. This guy is the co-discoverer of that radiation afterglow, the R in surge, right? And he actually won a Nobel in physics because of that Nobel Prize. He said, quote, certainly there was something that set it off. Certainly, if you're religious, I can't think of a better theory of the origin of the universe to match with Genesis, quote. So he's saying that what he's seeing matches the Genesis account of the creation of the universe. Then another gentleman named George Smoot, co-discoverer of the great galaxy seeds, which is a, a, a fancy way of saying this, uh, these ripples in temperature variations due to the expansion of the universe. And anyway, so this, and that, those, that, this, when his, that, <laughs> easy for me to say, that discovery won him a Nobel Prize as well. And so he actually agreed with uh, Wilson's statement saying, quote, there is no doubt that a parallel exists between the Big Bang as an event and the Christian notion of creation from nothing, end quote. So he, he, he agrees with that. Now, Christopher Hitchens, in, a, in the debate, he responded by the evidence that Frank Turk gave by saying that Frank was speculating and that no one can get behind the Big Bang event. In other words, the Big Bang is the beginning. You can't, you can't get beyond that. Of course, there he's making a, um, making a statement about what is beyond it, so evidently he can get beyond it, but that's beside the point. So actually, that's exactly the response that Dr. Jastro said is common for atheists who have their own religion, right? The religion of science. Um, Jastro actually wrote in his book, uh, he said, there is a kind of religion in science. Every effect must have its cause, that there is no first cause. This religious faith of the scientists is violated by the discovery that the world had a beginning under conditions in which the known laws of physics are not valid. And as a product of the forces of circumstances, we cannot discover. When that happens, the scientist has lost control. They hate that. If he really examined the implications, he would be traumatized. As usual, when faced with trauma, the mind reacts by ignoring the implications. In science, this is known as, quote, refusing to speculate. So Hitchens, like many atheists, admits that the he, he admits the evidence, right, that there's this Big Bang and there's this beginning of the universe. But he ignores its implications, right? That there might be a God or a force, this timeless, spaceless, timeless, you know, personal, powerful force, God that might be there to create this thing because he doesn't like where it might lead, right? It, it might, he wants to blindly obtain his own religious science faith, right? So how is it speculation to say that since all space, time, and matter were created, that the cause must be spaceless, Timeless and immaterial. It's just following the evidence. That's all that is. That's actually 
would be more of a scientific method than just trying to discount anything beyond that. So um, actually, Dr. Jastro, he ended his book this way. He said, uh, this is what he said. He said, this is, kind of, this is comical. This is how he ended his book. And this guy is an agnostic, by the way. He said, for the scientist who has lived by his faith and the power of reason, the story ends like a bad dream. He has scaled the mountains of ignorance. He is about to conquer the highest peak as he pulls himself over the final rock. He is greeted by a band of theologians who have been sitting there for centuries. In other words, what he's saying is here these people have dedicated their entire lives to trying to find the beginning of the universe and what caused the Big Bang and everything. And they, they find out all these super little mathematical equations and theories and all this stuff. And it all aligns with what we read in Genesis 1-1 where it says God created the heavens and the earth. God being um, spaceless, timeless, immaterial, powerful, intelligent, and personal, right? That's what we would describe God as. And so they've gone through all this trouble and all these grant money and all this research and these telescopes and radio telescopes and satellites and all this stuff. Whereas all they had to do is pick up this book and see Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning, which would be time, God created the heavens, space, and the earth. Matter. Space, time, matter. Space, time, matter. Done deal. So next time, I'm not sure where we're going to go, but we're going to get in maybe some more apologetics. I'm actually, um, my preacher... Uh, I was talking about testimonies today, so I might delve in because this is this is actually September when I'm recording this. So um, this is actually the month um, whenever that wreck happened that I've mentioned in my in my actually my my broad testimony that I might get deeper into that. I might cover some of that, or I might continue on this apologetics course. If the apologetics, if you're enjoying this, let me know. If you've got my number, text me. If you've not, email me at uh, RighteousRuckusPodcast at gmail.com. Let me know or just comment or whatever. Just let me know if you're enjoying this apologetics and if it's helping strengthen your faith or if you're not a Christian, if it's helping you to um, maybe come around to some faith. So until next time, go out there, be bold, live bold, and we'll see you on the next podcast.